On today's episode, we're going to dive right into how the biggest teams are taking the biggest dives this season and how Pocharmone hates Charles Barkley. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Nerds in Basketball. Good morning and good afternoon and good night. I got them all right. I think I did. Okay. You think you did? Um, yeah, um, yeah. You did. You did. You, you did. Know, you did. Honestly, honestly, I'm gonna have those written out in front of me. Make sure I get. I I think I mess up the order every time. It's an ongoing. It's an ongoing joke, and it's fine. It's, it's oh yes, it's an ongoing joke. Exactly. <laughs> good. good cover. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Well. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. And uh, hello, CJ DJ. It has been some time. How are you doing? Oh, man. I am I am honestly tired and I am good, but also I have I have never been so disorganized this semester in, in <laughs> since like first year. And uh, you know man. what? You know what? You know what, man? I'm just glad that we're back at the, the rhythm of things. So how about you? How are you? I, I I feel similarly. I have a case of senioritis. Thank um, you. <laughs> do you do do you have the same case of senioritis, or you know you have a mild case, chronic senioritis, anything like that? Let's just say I have an assignment that was due on Friday, and I'm still working on it. <sighs> it is it is like the ultimate struggle. I yeah. am trying to get my head down, get through March. I forget how much of a slog March is. Yeah. My God. Yeah. March, because like here's the thing: you have your full semester. March comes by, and this is essentially the date where like, okay, everything's kind of due, and you're just plowing through it because they're trying to fit everything in right before the exam period, and that is how it is basically. You and, know what uh, sucks too? It, you know what sucks too? What? The fact that we had like three snow days. Oh. And yeah. they're like, we're gonna cram all the knowledge we can in your head. <laughs> I don't care if you like don't if you don't understand a part of it but you know we're trying to finish the syllabus and me personally i'm i just say no don't don't do that let us learn to the point where we can learn man don't i know you know i know it, it, i think it's frustrating when kind of different professors take it different ways um yep. i think some professors are like hey you know what because of time constraints we're not going to do this section um, I'm gonna put the notes up there for your own benefit, but don't worry about it for a test. Yeah, fair, fair yeah. enough. Right? That's that's even better. Yeah, that that'd be better. But then yeah. sometimes it's just like, okay, we're gonna have to cram this in. Sorry, I gotta go lightning time. I know I would rather. I know this is kind of confusing, but I can't really spend time <laughs> explaining it because we just gotta go fly by. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. yeah, yeah. No, but uh, it it's a struggle. Um, that's why snow days I feel like are like a mi- mixed blessing because it's just sort of like, oh, you know. No, you st- yeah, sure, you get the day off, but it's going to come bite you at back at the end. But uh, I think the biggest thing is just snow, you know, focus on the now, get done through it now, you know, and then just focus on the future, right? You'll just put your head down and get through it. Get through March. That's that's the goal. Exactly. The goal. It's exactly. all for some purpose, right? It is yes, all- sir. Yes, sir. In all, in all honesty, though, like I'm being flat out honest here. Yeah. I've come to the point where... Um, Okay, so for for our listeners, um, 
I've I've already put my my ticket down into the or not ticket my application down to the armed forces. So it's a matter. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a matter of just giving it a wait, and uh, it's still not something that I'm sure I'm gonna get because they have to look at my physical, uh, not necessarily physical fitness, but um, if I'm healthy. I do have a history of asthma. I have a terrible. I have terrible eyes and terrible ears, so <laughs> they're gonna try to use me somewhere. Um, but my hopes are to get in, and I already have this really awesome um, job there, and I'm looking forward to learning and training into that job. Now, um, I'm my current degree, at least the way uh, it's written out, is information system or information technology, computer science with minors in computer science and math. Mm-hmm. I'm done my computer science. Um, degree or my computer science minor. I'm done my my information technology minor. My math minor is a different story. It's a different uh, story. Yep. I mean, I only have two. I only have two courses left, or in 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 translation, just one credit left to to complete that math. And I'm actually taking those two math courses now. But every time I go to those classes, I'm like, what am I going to use this for? <laughs> I know. I know, okay, you no, get that but, feeling, right? Right. Yeah, no, no. So so the way for like for you, you're you're gonna be like hashtag Dr. Charmon. So like your knowledge is building up to that grander, like, okay, you're gonna get into your masters, you're gonna get into your I don't know how it works, but you're gonna go and become a doctor, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, your knowledge is built up. Me I'm walking to class. We're going to learn about complex variables and how they work in the complex space. And I'm like, uh, wait, wait, wait. unless I'm going to be a mathematician, I don't know where I'm going to use this. You know what I mean? So that's, that's my, that's my rant. I, I do enjoy the courses. They're very interesting. But at the same time, it's just a matter of where am I? Uh, yeah. Stay in school, kids. Stay in school. Stay in school. Stay in school. Fair enough. Stay in school. I, yeah. I, I, I'll give my perspective on this. Please, too. please. So as a person that is, you know, a bit, you know, kind of understands, like, you know, getting into medical school or, you know, dental school, that aspect itself. Mm. Uh, to be honest, what your undergrad is, it doesn't matter that much. I actually know um, a, a, someone that uh, entered in from medicine, from engineering, um, so yeah. I'm going to enter in from even English is possible as well, too. It's what they're looking for, essentially, when you apply to a professional school, any professional school, in my opinion, is to see if you've kind of built up the skills, which really in undergrad is that endurance of handling all those courses, balancing them, trying to get the good grades, um, the endurance, the problem solving, the people skills. That's what the idea is saying, like, yeah. oh, during your undergrad, you'll develop that. And when you, you know, you interview and you apply um, we're going to see if you can have that competency so we can let you into the program, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of the actual pure knowledge, it on your undergrad, sure, it'll be helpful if you do a science degree, I would say. But in the end, it does not it does not um, matter as much. To, to, give, to be frank, in terms of how most professional schools are marked, most of them are actually pass-fail. So you oh. don't need to have those super high marks, in fact. You can just be, you know, a pretty average guy. But the focus is if you can kind of um, understand that content. That's what their focus is on. And to make sure you're prepared kind of before they admit you, as they say. Um, and going off your math thing, yeah, that that is annoying. I, like, I guess, like, the one thing you get out of it is... Oh, I kind of know how to handle problems, but do you really? Is that what they're? That's what they're kind of saying. But do you kind of really? I don't know. I'm, 
I'm sure like you've had much more personal experiences that have prepared you better for um, you know going forward in your career path. But uh, <laughs> that that's the idea. That is what the idea of mm. doing your undergrad is. That's what I feel at least. No, I, I you know what honestly I I understand and frankly they're they're like I respect those people or you who who are moving forward with your education and um, especially especially people in the fields of um, um, immediate or emergency response or uh, anything medical anything anything that helps man we all work we all have to work together in this world and frankly helping each other out is the coolest job regardless of what field you're in whether it be in the armed forces or or uh, in the medical field man I respect that and having to go that far into education props mad props Go- golf clap golf clap and <laughs> and i personally like personally i'm just not that, <laughs> i i am not that smart so you know yeah. but but all all is well let's move forward like you don't need to be smart to understand that you don't trade lebron oh my gosh Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy. Oh my gosh. Let's get the let me tell you. There we go. There we go. Yes. Um Yeah, so can you please elaborate on this little Jeff Van Gundy thing? I'm sure everyone heard of it. I'm sure Jeff Van Van Gundy's heard of it. Oh my gosh. Please get some hair. Um LeBron? 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 All right, so the Los Angeles Lakers seem to be tanking for Zion now. Uh, <laughs> I did not write the script, but okay, <laughs> let's take a moment. <laughs> let's take a moment to reflect on their season, why this happened in the future, and and we have to look at the future of of Los Angeles. So yeah, what's interesting is that around the same time this year. They have the exact same record of thirty that, and forty six. That was the or shot. something like that. that. That was a huge shock. No, literally, at this point, they have the exact same record they had last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And going on the tanking for Zion, at a point, and now definitely at this point, after losing to Boston, they have a higher chance of getting Zion, a.k.a. the first uh, overall pick, than yeah. they are having making the playoffs. So it That's is awful. a dire situation in L.A. They, yeah, they are in the same position they were in last year. The difference is they have LeBron James. Mm. And you kind of... And and you think to yourself when they got LeBron James, would it be even possible where we are right now? Like this is insane, actually. Like LeBron James making the playoffs, making the finals has been the one of the most steady things for the NBA for the past seven years. Literally, this would have been in his eighth year if he made it. But yeah. um, it, no, it ninth year, ninth year, ninth year, ninth year. There you go, yeah. and it. It's baffling. Like yeah. it's it's like saying like the law of gravity one day just stopped working suddenly. Like you're like, whoa, wait, what? That's weird. Why why did that happen? It makes no sense. And that's how I kind of feel about the whole situation. <laughs> um, well, to be frank, um, this kind of reminds me of uh, I don't know if any but any listeners watch wrestling. I, 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 I watch sometimes, but there was this one episode of wrestling, Monday Night Raw, where John Cena for the nth time wants to get a shot uh, at the WWE championship mm-hmm. right and it's like this whole thing about him being like the 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 baby face the face of the of of the business being someone yeah. who's been in the business for a while and then as as wrestling is a dramatic 
scene and whatnot, they scripted it to be that the commissioner of the WWE said, John Cena, we don't need you. You need us. And I think it's the same way here with LeBron, man. Like, LeBron's great. LeBron is his own being, frankly. But when the time comes, and I'm saying this, it's when. It's a matter of maybe five, maybe six, seven, eight years from now. There will be a time where LeBron will be off the NBA. Yeah. Right? And to see this happen in, in such a quick fashion like for one he he's not in the playoffs anymore that's like the very that's a very big deal that's right a big deal. that's a very big deal to not get into the playoffs um he he prides himself to be someone who carries a winning mentality and frankly the lakers doesn't have that culture yet and no. um they're it's tough to compare the Lakers to the Cavs and the the Heat, because the Miami Heat already had a franchise under like founded in them. Dwayne they Wade, were they had a championship. There you a, go. A, yeah, exactly. And 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 fact is that they were building something there from nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Coming out or not from nothing, but from something that um, needed a little bit more push, and that was what LeBron and and Bosch did for that team. Same thing with the Cavs, right? The Cavs were in the bottom of the pit, mm-hmm. and. When LeBron came into town, everybody who played with him, everybody who played um, around him, got significantly better. This is the different case between the for the Lakers, where mm-hmm. not only because of their young core, I don't think they picked up the right pieces during the preseason. Now, no, I'm, I'm no, 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 no. Like, do you disagree? No, no, okay? I agree with you. I, I 100% agree. I'm just saying, like, no, they did not pick up. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with LeBron being LeBron, like, and we have to account for his age and everything, right? So, yeah. I, I'm just, 34. it just sucks. Yeah, exactly. It, it just sucks to see. And frankly, the NBA has to move on. The NBA is a living organism all in its own. LeBron mm-hmm. is too. So, it's just a matter of, you know, getting used to the fact that LeBron's not in the playoffs this year. Is that already confirmed that he's not in the playoffs at all? Like, there's no chance for the Lakers to get in at all? It, it is essentially a less than 1% chance. I don't think they are eliminated yet, but it it's like a functional elimination. It's like, yeah, it's pretty much that. Like, in order for the Lakers to make it, this team needs to lose its next, like, 10 games. Something ridiculous where, it's like, that will not happen, basically. Oh, okay. okay. The way they've been playing lately, ever since, you know, LeBron went playoff mode... Uh, I'm sorry. They've they've just been losing, <laughs> losing, losing, losing. Um, yeah, like it, just to give my take on it, just to reflect please, please. on the whole. Yeah, just going in, they were kind of saying like this is going to be a process. It's going to take some time. I'm very certain that they expected for them to make the playoffs this year. Things didn't really go quite their way. You know, there is some aspects of you know luck to it you know uh you get lonzo ball injured you had lebron james out at a pivotal moment of the season for a month which really kind of sent them into kind of like a downspin mm. brandon ingram is out all season to be honest the season ending shutdown injuries for the young lakers i don't know how much that's attributed to the fact that they're not going to get a playoff spot or the fact of the se- uh, severity of their injuries i'm not i that all i'm saying all i'm going to say right there okay um, fair enough fair enough i don't know um, but a big point that the Lakers seem to be emphasizing with me is to we gotta we gotta develop a young talent. We're bringing LeBron James, who's gonna be a mentor to them. We're gonna develop a stronger team for the future. 
And then, as everyone knows, the Anthony Davis thing came in. All those trades came out. Yeah. And it gets to the younger players, right? And to be honest, the Lakers look like a big villain right now. Like, you know, LeBron James saying, I will trade you. It's become a meme at this point saying, like, I will trade you. Or I will trade you young players out of your Magic Johnson. Uh, (laughs) Same thing, right? It's, you know, and it's kind of demoralizing going into your future season, right? And it's so weird to think that, you know, in December when they were kind of on this upswing, they're saying, you know what? Things are getting brighter in L.A. They're looking good. They can make the playoffs. They got a nice young core. But all of a sudden, it felt like a facade broke down. And then they're saying, like, oh, gosh, we're L.A. You know, we're a hot destination for for free agents. All the free agents are going to come flocking. We have LeBron James. We're going to get all the big free agents to come to us. And you know what? That's no longer um, a big guarantee anymore. It definitely mm. is no longer a big guarantee. I was having a conversation with a friend actually recently. And the thing is, if we're thinking back to the 80s, right, the NBA was a smaller league. It was, um, it was. It was a smaller league. If you wanted to be a big market talent, if you want a big audience to play, there's only really two places you can go to. Los Angeles, Boston, not two places, New York was another one, and Chicago became one because of Michael Jordan. Going to a smaller team like that, you're not going to have the opportunities of being on that big stage, as you say, right? Right. But now that you look at the NBA now, the way kind of social media is taking over, you know, there's been kind of a balancing amongst teams. You have the Milwaukee Bucks on top of the East right now. Yeah. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo. And here's the thing. Giannis, Milwaukee, it's not a big city. It's not a big city at all. But Giannis is a huge star in the NBA. And he's still in Milwaukee. I think the big thing is you can be a big, massive star, you know, a big, charismatic star like Giannis Antetokounmpo, become an MVP, become a huge player like that without needing to be in those big media markets such as Los Angeles or New York. You can do all of that stuff somewhere from Milwaukee. And it just makes players think, saying, like, I don't need to go to Los Angeles. I can go somewhere I'm more comfortable with some places that you know maybe offer me more money bigger Mm. contract because i can be a star almost anywhere in this league right and that's the idea i think in my opinion where it's like you don't need to be in this big market area you can be in milwaukee you can be you know even in toronto which is you know you can be a star in toronto you can be a big name in toronto and i think it's a big idea and Right now, I think LA still kind of lives with that idea of saying, we're the Lakers, we have that prestige. But you know what? I don't know if it means that much anymore anymore in this league. And I think that's a mentality they need to get away from. They need to drink the Kool-Aid and, you know, just start actually building up a quality team with these young guys. And that's my opinion on that. Dude, honestly, I agree 110%. There's not... the, the This is the most... A lot of people disagree, will disagree with me, with me on this, but this is the most competitive era of the NBA. It, oddly enough, I know what you mean. I know what you mean right now. I actually do. I really do, actually. You know, like you, you look at you look at the era of Jordan, the era of, of Johnson, and 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 the likes before the Giants that have um, have been before the greats mm-hmm. that we see now, and. They did have competitive season. Uh, they did have competitive eras, respectively. But you see this, like the fact that the the West is so competitive by means of eight players could go down to twelve in a matter of three games. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Like it's it's a big deal, and I think that's important, especially for the league, especially for how the competition goes, especially for the East, right? The East, after LeBron left, has become more um, of a like it's become more of a very two thousand maybe two thousand nine two thousand ten West when when the West was still have like they they would have their top five and then they would yeah. have their and then the rest. Now it's oh. around like top six for the East. The, Dude, I'm scared of Pistons right now. I'm scared of the Pistons right now. It's it's terrifying because the Pistons have beat us already twice. And yes, I. We've have we ever beat the Pistons this season? Not yet, so not yet, not yet. Wow. I think we have wow. one more game against them. So they already beat us for the season um, season series, right? Now we're gonna have if if we stay second and the Pistons stay seventh, we're gonna have to play them in the playoffs. And I'm Pistons I'm, are sixth right now. Are they sixth right now? They're six right now. Okay, so... You want them to stay six. I want them to stay six or eighth. I don't want them to face the Raptors. I want the Raptors to kind of dwindle down and and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I want it to be versus the Bucks. You know why I want it to be versus the Bucks? Why? Because nobody is better in the East than the Raptors. (laughs) Maybe Detroit. Maybe Detroit. Maybe Detroit. Maybe Detroit. Oh, God. (laughs) Damn it. Damn you doing, Casey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> David, no, Dwayne Casey, he knows. He knows. He knows. He, knows. Honestly, he sees it. It's like a, he's a big strategy thing. Dwayne Casey knows this team. It's an advantage. I'm not going to lie. Is, like, it is. It is. It, 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 honestly, like I – Detroit – okay, it's so funny because when we had our previous episode where we do talking about like most disappointment, most disappointments, we said – I said Detroit at least. Um, mm. And I think you pretty much agree with that. But Detroit has been in its bag last 10, 8 Eight, uh, eight wins, two losses. Yep. That's impressive. That is impressive. They, I agree. A hundred percent agree. They've been doing good. And you know what? It shows Blake Griffin is, you know, playing well. Andre Drummond's playing well. Like, what are you going to do? The East is actually getting pretty tight at this point. Like, look, we're looking at up above seventh. Everyone's over 500 at that point, you know? Yeah. You yeah. kind of have that top five, but I wouldn't want to play Detroit at this point. Being a top two seed in the East matters because it's the difference from playing Detroit compared to playing the Nets, who are still kind of a dangerous team, a team that you wouldn't want to play in the first round playoffs. It's not like previous years in the East where if you were kind of like that top four seeds, you can kind of coast through the playoffs. Top two, top three, it was kind of a coast. This year, it's like you're going to have to work from the beginning, yeah. Yeah, your yeah, first sure. round. All the way to the end. There's no coasting. No coasting for LeBron, I would say, for sure. But uh, he's not going to be in the East playoffs. That's the thing. That's the thing. Well, um, what do you have to say, though, about uh, LBJ passing Jordan? Yeah, um, I'll say I'll comment on that quickly. Um, It's a big moment, passing Jordan in scoring. Um, I know know people are going to bring this thing saying, oh, LeBron's been in the league longer, you know. Did in less games, blah blah blah. Jordan had retirement, blah blah blah. And you know, what? I understand that. I completely understand that. Still, does not take away the accomplishment of becoming uh, number fourth, the fourth uh, player in scoring. And um, in terms of if we're looking at the future, LeBron James will pass Kobe Bryant. Um, he will pass um, uh, Malone. I'm fairly certain he will. Kareem is going to be a bit more tricky, but LeBron James could be the number one scorer in the NBA when he finishes off. And for a player that hasn't been known for his scoring, even though he does it quite often and does it quite well, it's still an accomplishment, I will say. And it's a testament to his durability and his longevity in this NBA. It's such a big moment. Um, and even LeBron himself, too. Michael Jordan was one of his you know, idols, right? 
you, he was one of the reasons why he loved yeah. the game of basketball. And it's kind of like, can you imagine being in his position where you kind of pass your idol at this point? Yes, you're getting the comparisons to Michael Jordan all the time, saying like LeBron's goat. No, Michael Jordan's goat, and that's always weighing on your mind. As LeBron James said the uh, said the best, I'm always chasing the ghost of 23. Um, and in terms of that. Uh, I, I I want LeBron just to take solace. LeBron, at this case, you passed the ghost of 23. You did something, you outscored him. And you know what? You should be proud of that accomplishment, um, no matter how rocky the season is going right now. No, I, I agree 100%. It's just, I really, I really think that, I disagree. I don't, I don't think that nobody can ever pass Jordan because Jordan is Jordan but yeah when it comes to just overall yeah Jordan is the greatest of all time or uh LeBron is passing Jordan in all these aspects of his game I I just have to respect LeBron but you gotta you gotta put some respect on (laughs) that's not really (laughs) racist you gotta put some respect on Jordan's name so but you know to each their own to each their own Uh, no obviously no I I completely agree with that like Michael Jordan, in terms of winning, like I'll be honest, like going, you know, six and six in the finals, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. You know, his own individual scoring. I think people kind of, I people like Michael Jordan, obviously the biggest part of that Bulls unit. Um, the people that surrounded Michael Jordan were just as important, in my opinion, because that's what allowed them to beat that Detroit team, those bad boys, and actually, you know, get into the success they had. Um, and you know what? If we're talking about the GOAT conversation, it makes me think, you know how many finals LeBron James has been to? Nine. Right? That's and true. My idea is, my, 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 I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you a situation. What if LeBron James won all nine of those finals? GOAT? Um, if LeBron James won all, those, all nine of those finals? Yeah. GOAT? Yeah. Goat, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Like, come on. Like, nine championships by the age of 34? Insane. I don't think it would be arguable at that time. Um, which is kind of interesting to think that, you know, those series, big series, right? That's what kind of separates you. But that's a big aspect of it also. Can you win and get the job done? Michael Jordan seems to be able to get the job done. You know, you hear people like, obviously, Skip Bayless, um, even... I forget who specifically did it. Someone said along those lines saying, if it was Michael Jordan right now going playoff mode with these Lakers, they'd be making it right now. I don't know. It's a, that's, that's an interesting thing to say. Um, to be honest, LeBron James, in terms of all the injuries happening with the Lakers, is just surrounded by scrubs. Can, can, can I also... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject the point too, going about the whole idea of developing young players. What, what the hell was that Zubok trade? I know we probably talked about this before, but I really thought, what the hell was with that Zubok trade? Like, I'm serious right now. Can you explain the mentality of trading Zubok for Muscala? Please tell me. Uh, there, there is no, there is no logic behind that. There's just a lot of. It's probably, it's probably because they thought that Zubak would only play. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I always, like, I saw that trade as. Okay, if we if we get Zubak out, we, it might be a money thing. Um, 
but they got so many one-year contracts and here's the yeah. thing worst things to worst like let him walk but man come on muscala like like honestly like i don't know if they're trying to yeah like maybe it's a money thing they're just trying to clear room but he's still on a rookie sale contract oh yeah you know oh, yeah. you're, you're you, like here's like rondo is not coming back next year no way he's coming back next year he's a no one-year way. contract no. lance stevenson no i do not know i feel like the lakers were always holding out saying don't worry we're going to get all these one-year contracts we're going to expire and we're going to sign some big big free agents now i think it's kind of like a panic button thing saying like we don't know if we'll be able to land those big free agents i don't know it is such a here's the thing i think the big pivotal moment of saying this laker season is a failure it is not now when they're not making into the playoffs the pivotal moment would be if they do not land anthony davis if they don't get anthony davis this whole thing would be a massive failure in my opinion massive failure because I think that's what their goal has been this entire time. Somehow landing Anthony Davis. And if they don't get it, honestly, everything they've done leading up to it, I felt, I'm sorry, Los Angeles, you've been out of the playoffs for six years straight. It could be longer if that's if that's kind of the mentality you're going. And that's what you're kind of gambling on. But that's just my thoughts. No, I agree. I agree. Um, Let's talk about the... Other teams, maybe? Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. Well, for one, uh, yeah, let's do it. Boston, 5-5 five and five in the last 10. Um, you, you think, do you think that Golden State win gave them some sort of, like, push? It's like, yeah, we can beat the best of the best. We can, we can play around with the best of the best. All I'll say, it was very nice to see Kyrie Irving smile again. <sighs> That's all I'm saying. It was very nice to see Kyrie Irving smile again, right? Okay. Because, man, beating the Lakers in Oracle... Sorry, beating the Warriors in Oracle by, like, you know... Um, we're talking about over 30 points. That's a big deal. You got the job done. And here's the thing. I know it's a small sample size, but you beat the Warriors. They beat the Kings the next day. And then they thrashed the Lakers the day after. Yeah. They have to get back winning. And, you know, starting that off with a beat against Golden State, that's not a bad thing, you know? And it's 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 about momentum, building momentum going into the playoff season, and you know, kind of. You know what? Actually, I as I read, as I read before, having a win streak before your playoffs, you enter the playoffs, statistically has not always been, you know, conducive to you having a great playoffs. It's not like oh, you're going in with this winning mentality, but. I don't know, just as an NBA fan, I would just feel like, and you know, looking at this from a player's perspective, it's going to help knowing that you're winning, that you're coming in with a winning mentality, and that you can do these playoffs, basically. And I think for Boston winning, it's what they needed. It's what the doctor ordered, and um, we'll see. We'll see. I think uh, it's a big thing for them winning. No, I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, the 76ers, though. Uh... Again, and also Golden State, 5 for 5. A lot of the big teams have kind of had a rough patch. Mm. Um, Joel Embiid is back, though. He had a monster game against the Pacers. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last night or two nights ago? That was um, that was last night. Uh, last two, last nights, night. two nights. Two nights. And um, <sighs> that second half. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> I I want these I want the Pacers to hold this um third seed. Oh gosh, and the 76ers have the third seed now. Oh man. 
it was it would be nice to have the Pacers finish higher than the 76ers in this season because it's just be like you know screw you Philadelphia but I don't know Philly seems to be slotted into what people they would imagine be their third um third seed right now and it's a tough loss it's a very tough loss but uh you know I don't know and the 76ers are again they're going to keep going into it in terms of their playoff outlook I, I I don't really see I don't see them like the top two teams the Raptors and the Bucks I don't think they could be able to handle them um, I think the Raptors actually did a pretty good job in kind of counteracting Philadelphia. Um, Marcus Gasol actually, I believe, would be able to guard Joel Embiid fairly competently, and I think uh, I think they'll be able to. It'll be a good matchup if they ever meet them. Um, but yeah, Golden State also. Honestly, I, I want to talk about Golden State because um, they kind of have been on a rough patch as of late. And I just kind of want to see w- w- why you think that's happening. Four, right now, four and six in the last ten. Four and six. Um, other than chemistry issue, it might just be a. They they're probably just tired. I think they're having a championship or back to back itis. They're I like guess, I. Yeah. They're they're like I just want to. Can we just play the playoffs now and win the championship? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but kidding aside, uh, I I did get to watch that last game against the Suns. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, that was. An embarrassing loss. Other th- other than Booker playing so good, he went right? off in the fourth. He, he went, went off, off, and I'm just um Booker, please, if you can't have, if you don't have, if you do not have it, if uh, okay, hold on, Booker, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are because you're listening through David Stern, um, everybody is, you know, the NBA Everyone listens is. to our podcast through David Stern. David Stern opens his mouth, and then our podcast plays. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, uh, Booker, if 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 you don't find the the Phoenix Suns to be a place for you to win a ring and um, succeed, the Raptors is gonna be open for you in the next couple of years. Because frankly, the way I see the Raptors going now, they might win the championship this year. And they might start a rebuilding. If they win the championship this year, they might and en- they they probably won't enter a rebuilding phase. I I'm really hoping that Kawhi does stay. Yeah. Um, but if if Kawhi doesn't stay, we have a solid foundation now, especially if we're gonna start building Siakam. around Siakam. Siakam, and then Lowry can play the nice you know, uh, veteran point guard who might get you know who might decide to move away from the Raptors and say you know what it's time for me to move on I've given you my championship I've given you my my heart and soul and um, you know what Devin Booker we have a spot just for you I think Devin Booker's um, point guard but also like point god mentality plays so well with Shockham and that could be a really really interesting and really really strong duo add 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 Mark Gasol in there and Jeremy Lin as a two guard and you you keep uh Serge Ibaka and we can we actually have a very good team like I would not be surprised if we can like it might not be a championship caliber team anytime soon but in the next three years who knows fair enough fair enough so. um like honestly I don't think any team would be uh, against having Devin Booker come oh yeah be, the fact that he scored 70 at such a young age even though it was kind of a dubious 70 it's still impressive and he's putting up huge numbers right now it hasn't translated to wins but he he can get the job done Devin Booker oh, Devin yeah. oh, Booker yeah. is def- he's definitely the real deal definitely absolutely the real deal um 
but uh, just going back to quickly with the um, with the uh, Warriors again too. Did you see the whole um, Steve Kerr that lip reading moment? Yes, 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 yes. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm tired of I, I'm tired of Draymond Green's. I am so bleeping tired of Draymond Green. Um, so Steve Kerr is naturally saying that they were wrong about what he was saying. Um, he said, okay, so let's see. Kerr said with a hint of a smile, what I said was, I beg to differ with Draymond's approach tonight. So basically the same thing. Yeah. Have you have you been kind of seeing um, kind of an animosity with Steve Kerr and with Draymond Green and maybe the Warriors in general with Draymond or kind of there's kind of has been that idea of friction. Even even Kevin Durant having dropping that comment where I believe what was it Steve Kerr said oh we need to play with more frios like you know passion things like that too while like Kevin Durant basically said oh I thought you said we should be playing with fun you know that kind of aspect before and he was just kind of giving like a little dry comment on that point I don't know it's it, a lot of people kind of read you know people do read into it a lot we read into it a lot too but I don't know it just seems it's the most friction we've kind of seen in golden state they've done a good job of you know kind of not broadcasting that friction between players mm. but i don't know maybe the, it is there in fact uh, between the players coaches things like that too what do you think i think so i think um and what what's interesting is that this might be the perfect time to beat the warriors you know hint maybe. hint raptors um but <laughs> kidding aside um i think it's the same. It's the same issue with with the Celtics, man. There's just too much talent in that team. Frankly, um, there's too, there's a lot of ego too. Um, yeah. There's a lot of ego in in Kevin Durant, Frank, because he thinks he's the greatest of all time, or he's the best in the league right now. He's not. Um, he will never be the best in the league ever. Um, yeah. Take, take take that to the bank. Take that to the bank. Kevin Durant will never have the same play style and will never have the same offense as LeBron James. And no. I get it. He is a, a sharp shooter from any position um, on the court, right? And he is a very difficult player to defend. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have the same two-way as LeBron. He doesn't even have the same two-way as Clay uh, as Clay Thompson, right? No. So that's why I'm never putting him. He's He's in the top five for sure. Right now yeah. in the league, but he will never be the best in my in my eyes. I think. Uh, I think a, yeah, so go ahead. So I was going quickly. I think like the best way to measure that is to ask yourself: Do you think Kevin Durant could bring a championship to Cleveland in that manner? Oh no, no, no he no, doesn't no. have the talent to do that. No, Fair and enough, frankly, yeah. he has too much ego to even lead a team. Yeah. Right. Um. The fact that OKC is doing so much better without him. It says a lot, and I and I know the Warriors want to chip with Kevin Durant, blah blah blah. blah but Kevin Durant joined the seven three and nine team, while OKC had to build from scratch, and they had to rebuild their chemistry. They had to build everything around mm-hmm. the whole Russell Westbrook, um, PG thirteen, that uh, dynamic, and the mm-hmm. fact that Westbrook is playing. Um, for that dy- dynamic because before it was very much this is Kevin Durant and then this is Russell Westbrook now mm-hmm. it's this is Westbrook and George yeah. you know and yeah, I think that that meshes well so Kevin Durant no no um, yeah. with what the Warriors are doing now 
I saw I, 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 I like I said I watched the game against the Suns there's a lot of wear and tear when it comes to the relationship between I think personally between Draymond and um, uh, Kerr because I did I don't know if, if if you have a recording of the game watch how they communicated in the timeouts man they were very very much like just passing the info there was no actual communication it was just like okay you need to do this and then grandma was like okay Fair that's enough. it there wasn't like okay well what if we do this what if we do that like I think a coach player thing like a coach player communication is important and not seeing that in the team or in, in between Draymond and Kerr is a big thing. I think Kerr has a lot to say when it comes to the team dynamic as a whole. Uh, are we taking the big step of putting Draymond on the bench for the sake of the team? I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, that's my, that's my, those are my two cents on it. Fair enough. Uh, I just want to say two points. Um, OKC has been doing abysmal. Um, for a while, they're three and seven in their last ten. Mm. Um, they actually have the hardest second half NBA schedule yeah, um, out of every they team. Do. They do. They haven't been reacting positively to it. Um, they actually fall into fourth. The Rockets right now are ahead. They're at third. Rockets are in an eight-game win streak. Rockets. Here's the thing: if we're looking at all these big teams, and it seems like all those big teams have been doing kind of, you know, subpar as of late, the Rockets have been the opposite. The Rockets, you know, they've kind of they kind of proven like what I would say is kind of wrong, saying like, you know, maybe they don't have that mentality, they don't have that contendership. They're, they're starting to win. They are just getting W's. Yes, James Harden has been insane this season but what you've been seeing with chris paul coming back is it's becoming more of a team everyone mm-hmm. else is scoring and they've been much more successful as of late right now and you know what looking at them they are not that far behind getting the second seed you know what i don't 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 doubt the rockets do not doubt the rockets absolutely do not doubt these rockets right now because in my opinion they are being led by the most likely mvp this season james harden they're starting to look good. They're starting to look good coming into the playoffs. We'll see how they go. If we're looking at all kind of like this, like these dives, these big teams are taking, the Rockets are kind of going the opposite way. You can say that they're um, taking off. That's our show, ladies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> sorry, so sorry. Okay. okay. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's move on to the Raptors. Yeah, just quickly. There's nothing specific we want to say with the Raptors. Yeah. Um, what's your take so far? Um, yes, Jeremy Lin has had some kind of shooting struggles. Um, Kawhi has, you know, been still sitting at odd points. There was a game against Orlando where this was after the All-Star break. It was not back-to-back, but he still set out to rest purposes. And I don't know how to feel about that, absolutely. I have no idea how to feel about that. Because in terms of rest, how tired could he really be? And when he's on court, I don't see his injury really nagging him. I don't know, but it, I just want to hear your thoughts on all that. Load management, my old friend. You were the one who brought that up to me. It's you gotta respect the load management. It's just you have to, honestly. And frankly, I'd rather I'd rather stay second and third, and have a very healthy team um, incoming or coming into the playoffs, versus having to put my star player in the game time and time again 
And I think it's a thing too. It's a give and take, especially when it comes to Leonard. Frankly, you want to please Leonard, and I think it, Leonard's um, Leonard's party, Leonard's side, is asking for, hey, we have eighty-two games, but I want him to only play sixty of them because, or sixty or fifty of them because I want him to be healthy in the in the playoffs and hope to run for a chip. And if that's the case, then I respect that. Um, the Raptors and their woes. Honestly, we clinched the chip, or we not the chip. We we clinched the playoff spot. Um, it'd be nice to to break sixty. Um, I don't know if we can. Can we? Uh, the Raptors breaking sixty. Yeah. What's their standings right now? They they can right. they can they can forty eight nineteen forty eight nineteen yeah they can they can so they have they, they have what three three games three games to lose. I think so. Like they have yeah. 15 games left. Is that what the schedule is looking at? I think. Yeah. Oh. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, there. No, no. There's 12, 16. 14. I'm counting 14. 14. Um, yeah, 14. Inc- including this Cavs game, which they are behind by about 10 points right now. Mm. They, what the? What's the quarter at? It's only a third quarter. They're down 11. With five minutes left on the third. I think we should be fine, and even if we lose, it's not a big deal. We'll we'll we'll, we'll hit twenty, and then it'd be nice to hit sixty. It'd be really nice to hit sixty. Um, I think that's it, really, because we are our highest is fifty nine, right? Sorry, our highest numbers of uh, number of wins is fifty nine. I don't think they've ever broken sixty. No, so no, 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 no. But the, our highest is fifty nine. That's what I'm saying. Our like, most like wins in the season. It like ever, ever. Yes, yeah. yes, I believe so. Yes, yes. They, I don't think they've ever broken six. Yeah, yeah. Most which Raptors would be a nice thing. Saying. Breaking sixty is a big deal when it comes to the NBA. That's that's a big number. Breaking sixty, to be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, fifty nine. Yeah, and here's the yeah. thing. There's um. There's a pretty solid chance Golden State won't break 60 this season. Um, the Nuggets won't break 60 this season. Um, Raptors and Bucks may be the only teams that break 60 this season, which is in itself very impressive, I would say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would say for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think they just need to work through it. They need to... Um... Excuse me. They need to... They need to continue with the load management, and they need to keep playing Gasol and Lin. Here's uh-huh. the thing. They're the only two players right now who kind of need to understand the system before going mm-hmm. to the playoffs. So put as much minutes on them as much as possible. Like, I, I, it'd be cool to win 60, but it's not the goal. We're in the playoffs. That's We're the most dominant. We are, by far, the most dominant team in the NBA right now. I don't know if you agree with me on that. The most dominant team in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, I think the Bucks have something to say against that. To be perfectly honest. You think so? The Bucks have been pretty dominating. Besides that loss to, um, besides that loss to Phoenix, like the Bucks, and you know losing to the Spurs, fair enough. But in terms of you know the caliber of teams that they've been beating, the, I think the Bucks are fairly legitimate at this point. They they look scary. They look frankly pretty scary. Um. I don't know. The Raptors have dropped. If we're looking at like in terms of like pure dominance going in, I would argue. Like I said, the the Rockets are looking pretty good too. 
Um, but here's the thing. Rockets beat the Raptors. Um, you know, Raptors lost to Detroit again. How dominant is that? I don't know. Huge loss to the Magic? I don't know. I don't really know what to say about that looking into it. But um, I don't know. It's it's fair. Fair enough. Okay. Um, let's move on to the nerd section then. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Raptors. Nothing too specific to say, but uh, let's see how these playoffs go and these kind of closing weeks happen. Nerd Great. section. So I won't read this because um, I came up with this topic. This is it's not really like a nerd culture sort of thing. Um, uh, have you watched Captain Marvel? I'll just put that real quick. Have you watched it or are you planning to watch it? Um, No, not yet. And I'm kind of... Yeah, no, not yet, no. No, I, I don't know if I'll watch it, frankly, in theaters because I am kind of... I don't know. I'm kind of marveled out. I will wait. I, I will watch. Ah, marveled out. Marveled out. Yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah. Okay. Uh, oh gosh, that was actually not a bad pun. Okay. Um, going back into this. So uh, as of late, this is news to me. I didn't notice until maybe a few days ago. But so Stan Lee's Twitter still active? No, it's not his ghost. It's probably like his team or some sort of representative that's still tweeting. Um, and in fact, there was a tweet about the Captain Marvel premiere saying, oh, the Captain Marvel premiere, you know, it was today. Um, here's a link to his article. Check it out, right? Um, and I'll be honest, with this in mind, is this a step too far? Um, is this like kind of a soulless use of, you know, a man that's died um, using his followers? The fact that, you know, he has a lot of comic book fan followers, obviously, um, kind of for marketing is that kind of like the idea um and or is it you know kind of carrying on oh this is stanley you know this is his spirit you know continuing to love comic books things like that too and that's what we're having or is it kind of like just like a marketing ploy just saying like hey this you know this guy's dead you know he died please don't continue to use his fame for you know some purposes to make money or something like that too yeah. and i kind of do have to ask uh in a broader question with this in mind what you know what kind of stops any company using the likeness of a dead celebrity for its own personal idea right if we're looking at the whole rogue one peter cushing thing uh where it's just like you're going to animate him in you know people are going to like this they're going to like having the actor there i feel personally like it's just like a bit too much because are we going to get to the point where it's kind of like an auctioning thing where a company could say hey we want stan lee to market our product it's like this marvel related thing um we'll pay you like a million dollars for him to tweet about it and it just becomes some sort of a conduit for adver uh, advertising i don't know but i feel like it's it's been a bit much but uh, i want to hear your thoughts on it um Okay, the man's dead. Let's be yep. honest here. Man's dead. Yep, yep. Why are we still using him as a platform? Like even even when he was old, it was still kind of like I, I mean I get it. People are following him on Twitter. Yeah. But I'd rat like Marvel was still using him. Well, it was probably a different story. It was probably some some sort of contractual agreement where, yeah, so we're going to release um, Avengers um, Infinity War. We just want you to tweet. And we want you to give your, your thoughts and blah, 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 blah. And Stanley yeah. would be like, yeah, for sure. And then he'll tell someone who can type and say, here's here's what I want you to say. Or it might not be, even be the case. Regardless, no, right? No, this is sure. coming. This is 
hopefully coming from at the time when he was alive coming from Stanley and his thoughts on movies and yeah. and Marvel culture he's gone now why yeah. are we still using his name and his account for the sake of publicity and advertising and marketing there's it's unfair it's unruly and it's just rude it's just it's just disrespectful at this point and I get it you you would want Stan Lee to say something but this is this is not Stan Lee anymore this is a PR team putting yeah. his account to use so that uh-huh. when the time when 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 it becomes um when, when when the movie comes out when movies come out it's just okay let's use it let's put let's put the the, the plot just plaster it up there and let Stan Lee's name do the rest and I'm sure all his followers will get that tweet mm-hmm it's just unfair. It's it's really unfair. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It just seems something kind of like morbid about the idea, you know? Like, yeah. Sure, I kind of understand you want to keep the Stanley spirit alive, but wouldn't his spirit kind of be alive through, you know, all this, these works, like all these movies he's made, the, like the foundations he helped develop, the ideas he's had? There's no need to keep this kind of idea that, you know, Stanley, the idea of Twitter is this is your own personal idea. These are your conduits. These are your thoughts, right? Now, unless he kind of explicitly said, you know what? Yeah, feel free to use my Twitter, whatever, do whatever you want with it, which I don't know if he did. Fair enough if he did. But even yeah. then, in that case, I feel like what what benefit are you getting from this, right? Not, like, yeah, no, it honestly, just seems more. It just seems morbid. The fact that you're seeing a person that's died and you're still seeing tweets that seem to be coming from him for like you know for god's sakes like his twitter profile pic is of him it's kind of like him when i see him, i'm just like it's kind of like stan lee is just still tweeting at me and i just don't like the idea it just makes me feel uncomfortable in terms of even like being a marketing idea i feel like this is just it doesn't make sense it's just an awful idea like what are you trying to accomplish at this point um it's even worth it and i feel like i agree with you completely like just respect the idea and just you know know, close the account um and that's it really that's it like there's no need to continue it on basically you know what um and there's one thing i want to kind of add to this before we we kind of end this off it's that the I think from what I read online, Stanley's family, at least I don't know if it's his daughters or something, they're very advantageous of his of his name. Yeah. So, um I don't know, man. It's it's kind of it's kind of frustrating to like mm-hmm. not just to take advantage of old people or of seniors. Yeah. If you take advantage of like the dead here, it's 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 very unfair. Um I don't think we have a voice at this point when it comes to this. Mm. I mean, I'm sure we can do. I'm sure we can do the whole like social media uprising and use our platform and say no, say no, like you know, shut down Stanley's accounts and all that. But people have been doing that too. If you're looking okay. at those replies on those tweets, yeah, people have been saying just get rid of this. Like, why is this still a thing? Like, okay. please don't get this. You know, and it's a loud outcry. And I hope they listen and see this is not worth it right this is not worth it this idea again of using because here's the thing going briefly on that peter cushing thing at first i'm like oh that's cool like look at all that technology they can use to kind of like re like kind of animate that actor but 
that actor never gave kind of that permission of saying, yes, I want to still be kind of seen on the silver screen. I want people to use my likeness, likeness to kind of make money. And here's the thing, like for me as just a movie fan, hey, you know, it's kind of creepy you're animating this guy that's died. Um, and I'm just thinking better to it. I'm just saying like, cast someone else, just cast a look like, cast a, like a younger actor and just say who he is. Yes, it's not perfect, but here's the thing. I understand that this is a movie, okay? I understand this is a movie, yeah. and he's just playing a younger version of, I don't care, the man is dead. I understand that. You still want to use a character, that's fine. He's a character, but just cast a, another actor. You have, there's like no need. I understand people say, oh, it's such an iconic role. You can't do it differently, but have some respect for like kind of his side of the thing. Why would you want to continue that? Um, why would you want to like... I feel like myself, I wouldn't want my likeness to be used that way where it could be plugged into like different pieces of media where it's just like, oh, this is a way for us to make money. We have to put his face in there. And it's just kind of like, I don't like the idea, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I think uh, with that in mind, I don't have much to say. Do you have anything else to say about that? No, I think we can move on. To uh, three-point play. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Um <laughs> So two of three of these ones, I made the three-point plays this week. Um, they basically concern Charles Barkley because I said he's. I think he said some very outrageous things today. I don't know if it's just for the sakes of saying outrageous things, but whatever. I will start. Okay. So Charles Barkley says the following concerning LeBron James. I'm not going to do a Charles Barkley impression. <laughs> Since you're going to have some free time once the playoffs start. I've got a seat for you, um, you know, indicating the TNT bench. Uh, the first weekend of the playoffs, you can stay. We'll put you up at a good hotel. We'll get you a first-class ticket. We want you. We always bring players in for the playoffs. You're not going to be busy during the playoffs, so I'm inviting you here. This is mad disrespectful to LeBron James. It's got no place on TNT panel. And one. I mean, let me let me try. Hold on. Let me let me try with Charles Barkley. Um... Oh, go for it. Go for it. I'm I'm, I'm uh... excited. Oh, since you're going Did you just snort? Did you, did you just I snored because man's always asleep. Um <laughs> Okay. And one. Yes. Dude, how many championships do you have, Barkley? None. Yeah. None. How many does LeBron have? Three. Yeah. So he has three more than you. So um <laughs> you know. Let's just say LeBron has his own school. LeBron has his own shoe line, and frankly, he's going to when the when the time comes, and it will come, LeBron will disperse away from Nike and have his own brand. Yeah. I would not. He's gonna have his own LeBron brand because, I mean, Jordan has his. I'm sure, LeBron would too, and I think he deserves it. Yeah. Um, what would be the most interesting thing about Barkley that we've known ever in his entire career? Uh, I don't know. He was, he was a dominant center. Or he was he was actually the first, in my opinion, the very first uh, flexible or stretch center. Yeah. Um, mad props to that. But most of his highlights, quote unquote, would be coming out of the fact that Shaq. You know, tripped him and made fun of him on the TNT set, or yeah. you know, so yeah, you know, I respect you, Barkley, but I respect LeBron far more. And this, this, you, you suck for doing this. So yeah. I am looking forward to the show, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't wait to have LeBron yeah. there. Um, 
for me, yeah, this is like an end one. I'm sure Charles Barkley wanted to do this in more of like kind of a fun way. To be honest, him and LeBron have had a bit of animosity beforehand. Mm. Um, maybe he was trying to be fun, but man, this was so disrespectful. The part where he says, you can stay, we'll put you up in a good hotel, we'll get you a first class ticket. Man, who are you talking to here? This is LeBron James. Did you see the contract he signed? Do, do you see the fact he's making Space Jam 2? Do you yeah. see the fact that the man is a virtual billionaire right now? Yeah. He doesn't need you to pay for that good hotel. He'll buy that hotel. He doesn't need a first-class ticket. He's going to take his jets. I'm sorry, man. LeBron James, he's not making the playoffs. Understand? Doesn't mean he's a scrub. LeBron James is still, you know, come on. LeBron James is still an NBA king right now. You can't talk to a guy like this. Imagine if you replace this with Steph Curry. What would you think? What do you think about that, right? If it was Steph Curry over LeBron? If it was, if he was saying the same thing to Steph Curry like that. That's disrespectful. That's, That's disrespectful. disrespectful. Any player in the NBA right now, the way you, like, you talk, if you talk to them like that, that's, that's just wrong. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not even this, if like, let's say, oh, Devin Booker, we want you here. There, there is a connotation there. Like, or sorry, it's different because like, well, for starters, Devin Booker is not going to get into the playoffs this year. And it's kind of a fact, right? And no, but that's no disrespect to Booker. But there is a certain connotation here that Barkley says and the way he said it and the platform that he's using and and the joking manner that he has it he has uh, on it, it. It's just disrespectful. And um, I don't know if LeBron will, will take it. It'd be cool if he did. And I would love to see him like on a, on a different stage. Um, mm-hmm. I, I personally think he won't because it's... You know he's way too big for it, honestly. Like the yeah. fact that he's not even in the dunk contest, because you think he's gonna take a TNT seat? Come on, <laughs> you know. So yeah, okay. that that's it. That's it for me. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's get into that. Uh, the second one, another Barkley. But uh, I really want to hear you put on the full Barkley for this one. Go for it. Okay, another Barkley says. Uh, put it on the board. The Portland Trailblazers are going to the finals. Barkley yelled. The NBA <laughs> finals. And then they lost to OKC. Chuck is losing it. And one. Chuck has never. Sorry. Chuck has never been accurate with any of his no. predictions for for the finals or for the NBA playoffs for that matter. No. You know I don't what? know if that I, says. I, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I I agree with you. That point. He's never been accurate. My assessment was basically coming from is like kind of like the dis like basically the frequency of him saying these things and I felt yeah, like they've been coming yeah. they've been coming shorter and shorter that period where it'd be like oh Chuck said something crazy like two weeks ago but now it's like oh Chuck said something crazy yesterday and the day before that I'm like oh gosh Chuck these it's, things it's are bad. you're starting to lose it's really it yeah. um man twenty eight one like yo okay I- I'll be the first one to say this yeah like okay um. Like, I sleep on Portland. I feel bad for sleeping on Portland. Portland's a nice team. Like, come on, Damian Lillard is so underrated. Like, come on, Portland. Like, you gotta give respect to Portland. But, man, making them to the finals? <laughs> that is so mad disrespectful for the Nuggets, uh, the Warriors, uh, OKC, the Rockets now. That is so mad disrespectful to these teams without even, like, giving, like, a decent answer like a careful analysis it just seems like he's just saying stuff for the sakes of saying it and i am just like i am dumbfounded i'm like man okay 
sure, I know like Portland fans are going to love you saying this, but come on, will Portland actually make the playoffs like this? It just feels like he's throwing a Hail Mary, and I, I do not see anything with this. Oh, yeah. Agreed. 100% agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me read. Let me read. All, that be, all that needs to be said. Um, I mean, I, I got nothing else to say. Like, uh, Portland Trailblazers are some a team that, frankly, has had their chance once too many, too often, in my opinion. And I mean, I can say the same with the Raptors, and I can say the same with every other team that made the playoffs in the past decade. But it's a different story with the Blazers because they have everything, and they're a complete team. Yeah. Uh, and they're just really get they just get trumped by either the Golden State Warriors or the Rockets or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just their, it's just their thing too. It's just where they are right now in in, in the conference, the Western Conference. It's yeah. it's a very difficult conference. So, but you know what? I'm looking forward to seeing them in maybe the actually no maybe the the Western semifinals before before the Western finals. So. Um, I think the top, and we're gonna go through our brackets at the like when the playoffs come around. I think the top four before, the top four for the West right now, would be Warriors, Rockets, OKC, and the Blazers. Notice I didn't say Nuggets. Really, you think the Nuggets are gonna slip? No, I, I think I think the Nuggets have, they have everything, but. Come playoff time, it's a different, it's a different story, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be more difficult. I'm saying yeah. the Nuggets have a very bright future, though. They do, they Porter, do. If Michael Porter Jr. turns out to be what he was projected to be out of high yeah. school, it's yeah. it's gonna be very nice, especially after, especially after this Warriors team finally breaks apart, it's gonna be very nice. Oh yeah, I, I agree, 100 percent agree. 100%. Okay, let's get to this last uh, three point play. So I will say it. <laughs> This one again, like, man, it's not really two controversial things we're saying here, but it's just stuff that kind of got me this week. Okay. Trey Young got a technical for staring at that guy down after nailing a tray. The NBA is just way too soft. And one? Uh, I saw this, and frankly, it's just the stupidest thing. So, yes, I'm going to say and one, but. Yeah. But. By soft, I mean like, there's the most. The refs are just getting really petty at this point when it comes yes. to when it yes, comes to these calls, mm-hmm. and this is really annoying because it it slows down the game. Oh yeah. Not just not just in the foul in the foul sense, but also like, dude, man's just man's just you know. Pulling out and like he's 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 playing he's playing hard. Pulling out sounds really bad. Uh, <laughs> man, man's just coming through like he's puffing his puffing his chest, and that's part of the game. And when you're yeah. when you shoot that three and you and you come through and you win and you or you know you you get that three point lead, it's just like yeah, that's right, I got you, bro. And like yeah. staring them down, like that's not even an offense. It's just how the game works, and it slows down the game and. When it comes yeah. to that kind of softness, yes, I agree. Yeah. But at me, please, please at me. This is the most physical era of the NBA right now. The fact that they that we have Ooh. these like seven footers that play point is just scary, right? Like Jonas, Jonas is a center, yeah. center by size, but he plays power for he plays forward and he plays shooting guard at times too. It's a very like 
it, it's it, it's not as physical or it's not like physical in the sense that like because everybody's shooting outside and the, the game has really shifted away from the paint but when you see a play inside the paint dude watch out there's like the fact that we have more injuries now and and people are wearing more and more equipment because you know it's a very it's a very aggressive game is the mo- sure. basketball's of the most physically complete sport right like it, it yeah. uses every part of your body versus yeah. like every other sport right so to say the least, I think uh, maybe football would be different but even that's just that anyway yeah that'll be a different topic but yeah I I think it's 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 just getting stupid it slows the game down so yes and one uh, I'll be honest like this is a topic this is an excellent topic for another day but you kind of saying how this is the like the most physical this is a whole topic in itself i am writing it right down nba because honestly we need to discuss this and um we'll discuss it later but that's a very interesting thing to say because you know what you got my mind you got gears turning in my head i'm like hmm how would john stockton deal with guarding Giannis and canupo or something yep. like that oh yeah. gosh steve nash even steve yeah. nash oh um, yeah oh god that'd be awful right now oh my uh, but yeah okay uh yeah going on this like like i said this is straightforward man like and one for sure like it is such a petty call here's the thing why i say when you're on the court you kind of get that competitive edge in you and you need that competitive edge you got to stare a guy down right after you hit the three right because you know what that's the game that's a sport you're trying to win out there and that's the beauty of competition right that's why you're there the thing is is not to bring that animosity, kind of that attitude outside of the court, right? That's why after every game, players, you know, handshake saying like, you know what, that was just on the court, right? What happened was just on the court. I'm still your friend after out of the court, but this is what we're doing. We're competing right now in the NBA, and that's the whole idea, right? Don't take that stuff off the court. That's when things become petty, but you, you know, staring a guy down after you hit ice cold three, that's your right in my opinion. You do that, right? You do that. And you know what? It's just it's just spirit of competition, in my opinion. When you get to that high elite level like that, you deserve that. And you know what? I, I love it. I love the aspect. And the fact that they called a T on that, I'm just like, what's what's the point? What are you trying to do there? Agreed. Okay. Um, yeah. Player of the weeks. Let's get player into player of the week. We okay. have the same player of the week, so we we have the same player of the week. So I will yeah. go in mind and say why. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't think I've ever had him for the player of the week. Player of the week, as people have understood, is highly, highly subjective, and it's just our opinion. But Giannis deserves it. He has been such a great player throughout this entire season. He's the reason why the Bucks are number one in the East right now. He's the reason why that they're you know championship favorites going from you know an eighth seed last year to a first seed that is a huge impressive jump for a young guy like him and Giannis even though this may have not been his best week if you're looking at you know quantitative numbers he just deserves it like he has had an excellent week excellent leadership he's been doing a great job putting up monster numbers Giannis Antetokounmpo for sure um about the same but uh no, no hold on hold on I have a you know me and my reasons when it comes to player of the week um, I actually was able to watch one of his games. Oh yeah. Um, which, which game? Which game? Was it last night or two nights ago? Okay. Anyway, I forget the game, but I think it was last night. Uh, Spurs or Hornets? Spurs, Spurs. Okay, so they the Bucks did lose that game. Yeah, but. I watched how he um, 
it's it's scary to see him play because he has a dominant inside game. Yeah. And if you were to give him just a year or two, let him play outside the paint, uh-huh. he, get him get him to learn a, a really nice jump shot. He already has a really good jump shot. Yeah. Um, he can really take the helm of the best in the, in the league right now. Like in a span of two, three years. Mm-hmm. So that's just for me long term. The reason why I think he's player of the week because as you said he is leading this Bucks team into into places where the Bucks have never been in a in a long time, right? Frankly, last year they what did they record as last year? I think they were third or fourth last year. Uh sorry, say again? I the Bucks what what were they were what? Third and fourth? Third or fourth oh. last year? Oh, in playoff position? No, they mm-hmm. were they were eighth. They were eight. There you go. So, um, I think getting Budenholzer in the fray and finally getting an oh, actual yeah. coach and a legitimate and really, really strong coach. Start seventh. Correction, seventh. But seventh? Re- regardless, regardless. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, to say the least, I think it's just... They have they have a really good they have an amazing future in Giannis and I really hope that Giannis doesn't decide to move away because there are rumors of him moving um, mm-hmm. to the Warriors and I don't know why that's a rumor right now and I hope that it doesn't come true because mm-hmm. frankly I want him to stay in the Bucks I want him to win a championship in the Bucks and I know he's in the East and all but um, he's one of those players where you you respect not just because of his past but because of his present. So yeah. getting to see him play um, strong minutes, I think it's it's come to the point where the Bucks have already, cl- I think they've already clinched. Um, a oh, the spot. Bucks have, I believe. Yes, the Bucks clinched. I think with their win over Charlotte. Yeah, I believe. yeah. So I think now it's a time for load management, dude. Prepare, prepare, Jonas for for the playoffs because th- yeah. he's gonna. It's gonna be a dogfight in the East. Yep, and I, sure. I'm I'm expecting it to be the Bucks versus the Raptors in the Eastern Finals, and I want the Raptors to win, but I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if 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 the Bucks um go on to the finals, you know it it'd be it, it'd be good exposure and good um play time for for Giannis. I don't know if they're gonna win against the Warriors, but yeah, you know it should be an interesting finals. They they've they've done some great work. They're yeah, smart definitely. Move, smart. Going from um, a team that kind of I felt like incorrectly hired Jason Kidd for a position that he was not suited for to, you know, a team that's actually kind of like it made such a big jump. Um, mm. Good for them. Great for them. It's I love seeing a small market team like this. Um, you know, being an Indiana fan, kind of having the success, right? Because that's that's a big deal. That's a big part. Um, having a small market team, being able to do this, right? It's not all about the big boys, um, as I say. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Um, okay. So briefly, games to watch. Um, okay. This one's probably going to be a pretty big one. It's going to be quite a week for uh, Golden State this week. It's been quite a week. Uh, I would like to see how things go for them this week. Uh, so Wednesday, we have Golden State versus Houston. Um, Houston has a chance to sweep the season series with Golden State, meaning they go 4-0. Will they go 4-0 in the playoffs against Golden State? Time will tell. Thursday, OKC versus Indy. You know, always an emotional matchup for me. Um, Thursday, <laughs> Lakers Lakers in Toronto. Um my goal here is just to see that LeBronto is just the past. 
And uh, for me, again, OKC versus Golden State on Saturday, that's going to be a nice game because, again, you get that matchup. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, it's always going to be a matchup to look forward to. And again, going into kind of my personal prediction, seeing OKC as that team to beat for when it comes to Golden State, we'll see how they do today. We'll see how they do on that Saturday. But uh, yeah, those are my games to watch for sure. Um, I think the only two games that I, would, I want to watch is OKC and Golden State. Oh, yeah. And um, hold on. Let me see. You know what? I... Where are my sons? Because that... that oh, you know, oh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who are they yeah. playing this week? Who are they playing this week? They're playing the Jazz. Jazz are doing... Eh. Uh, ooh, they're playing the Rockets on Friday. I'm calling it. Rockets are going to lose calling, against the Suns. You're calling the Rockets doing yeah. this? Yeah. Okay. Rockets okay, are going to lose against the Suns. And... Uh, they have a game against the Bulls. Oh. Top top okay. in the East Bulls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say this. This just in. So, Cavs 118, Raptors 97. Uh, Sergei Baca and Marquez Chris uh, just got Chris just got into a big fist fight, and I'm watching yeah. it right now. Oh my gosh! Ibaka grabbed him by the neck. Oh gosh! This is a multi-game suspension. Oh gosh! I hope not. This is this is a multi. No, I'm sorry. Have you seen this video? I'm watching it right now. Okay. See how Ibaka grabs him by the neck using the arm bar. Oh. Oh, yes. an RKO oh. out of nowhere. <laughs> Sucker punch from behind, pure aggression. Chris just trying to defend himself at this point. This is he's out of this game. Um, was it necessary to do this? Absolutely not. He seems very angry, seems very frustrated. This is a multi game suspension. I am so sorry, but this is a multi game suspension right here. No, uh, three games. Sorry, two or three games. I say this is going to go into four or five. You think so? Look at this thing. He gets pushed. Fair enough. You know, BS, whatever, whatever. And right behind grabs neck. This is this throwing punches, that aggression. I'm sorry. This is going four or five games. That's what I feel. Okay, fair. Um, Not a good thing to have going no, into. Not you know, at all. No, 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 no. Not no. at all. Not at uh, all. Maybe give Marcus Soul more minutes. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. That would give Marcus a more minutes. Um, one more thing to add. Um, we lost an Ingram, but we gained we gained an Ingram. Um, <laughs> Andre Ingram signed a ten day contract, a ten day yep. with with the with the Lakers, and this should be an interesting. This should be yeah. fun. I want to watch yeah. this. It should be fun. I, I like this idea, man. Getting a guy from the D-League, giving an opportunity. I saw him actually get the phone call for getting the contract. I'm like, you know, good for you, man. Here's the thing. You got nothing to lose, Lakers, right? Because like, they're not going to make the playoffs. Bring him in. You got tons of injuries. Let Andre Ingram show what you got. And if he shows that he's solid this season, why not bring him in, right? He's going gonna, gonna to like playing for the Lakers. You can sign him in for a nice little contract. It'll be great for him. And if he does good work this season, he shows kind of potential. I know he's 32, 33. But you he's know 40 years old. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, he's what? He's 40 years old, Brandon Ingram. No, he isn't, Andre Ingram. I or Andre Ingram. Andre Ingram is 33. He is? Yes, he is. He's younger than LeBron? Like, what? <laughs> <He's> younger- <laughs> Hold on. What? Younger- nah. 
Hold on, what? I don't believe that one bit. I thought it was 40, I swear. This is the episode title now. He's younger than LeBron? <laughs> Yo, what if this... <laughs> what if this is the player that we actually needed? Man. It's actually... Mm, Ingram. Andrew Ingram. What's his average? Bro... Minutes he played two pla- He played two games last year. Uh, average twelve points? points, I think. Uh, average twelve points, bro. What? 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 That's insane. He's he shot forty seven field uh forty seven over the field goal percentage. He didn't dude, he had a perfect free throw percentage, man. Maybe you could teach LeBron a thing or two. Oh. <laughs> LeBron, did you hear that? LeBron, oh, I, I, did you hear that? I, okay, I am very salty at LeBron. I, okay, I want your brief opinion on why do players' free throw talents decline as much? LeBron is shooting his worth free throw percentage. For the past few years, it has been abysmal. He's like a 600 shooter, and I do not know why. A guy that went from you know mid seven, uh, mid sevens to you know high sevens, Shooting at 600 now, I do not understand why this is happening. Well, talking from the perspective, I mean, if there's one thing that me and LeBron share, is that uh, we have about the same physique and strength. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's not a problem for me. I actually have a routine when it comes to free throws, and I'm yeah, actually yeah. shooting like 75, 70, 78%. I think That's he's just, fun. he's too strong. Honestly, yeah. he should lay off. He should lay off the bench for a bit. Um, LeBron, if you're listening, here's here's a program that I can give to you. Just, uh, oh you know, do uh, double unders and then do a bunch of pull-ups and then do push-ups to kind of even out the pull-ups and then do 100 squats. Dude, it helps out. You know, it's a it's a great program. Pay me when you when you get the chance. Watch. If he listens, if, and I'm sure he is right now, Watch his field goal, his free throw percentage from from today, from this recording, yeah. onward. It's gonna be skyrocketing. If he listens, hundred percent. He's yeah. never gonna miss again. He's Not that he's never gonna miss again, but he's gonna be significantly better. Watch in his next game. I'm calling it in his next game. He's gonna be above seventy on his free throws. You heard this here first, folks. Yeah. And hot take. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> and, um, hot pancakes here, boys. We're only here for pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and with that, uh, I think uh, it's time for us to say uh, good night. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, CJ, for your time. Um, thank you. And, uh, thank yeah, you. We appreciate Charmone, you. Uh, that's Charmone signing off. This is CJ, CJ signing off.